Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Ask a Better Question podcast, where we talk about mindfulness to drive change. How do we do this? I think by asking better questions. My name is Jennifer Daly-Grass, and I'm a speaker, a yoga teacher, former CPA, and a mom of three kids. I am also an eternal optimist about the opportunity to apply mindfulness in order to see things differently and create positive change. Hey everyone, thanks for being here today. This is a little different. I'm just recording a solo episode today to share more about why I even care about talking about mindfulness. (laughs) Why is this important to me? And what was my own experience of discovering this throughout the last several years or so? And actually, now with the power of hindsight, I look all the way back to an experience, a really tough experience that I had as a kid. And I realized that that is, it's a great example for me of how my thinking wasn't working for me and how I could apply mindfulness and and how I tried to do it at the time without even really recognizing it. So that's what I would like to share with you today. And it's, um yeah, it's funny because just thinking about it is actually bringing up a lot of emotions. So I'm going to try to <laughs> kind of hold it together here as, as I talk about this. Um, so this was back when I was in sixth grade. I was living in Pittsburgh with my family and I was going to this awesome all-girls school that I really loved. And we had a small class, just loved it. And then one day after school, one of my classmates was hit by a car when she was getting off the school bus. And a couple of days later, she, she passed away. And I just want to share a little bit about her because I think that's really important. Um, her name is Arlene and the thing I remember about her is she was one of the smartest girls in our class and she was also so brilliant at science. I mean I'm talking about this from a sixth grader. I feel like everyone recognized that about her and this is before the focus on STEM and all these things for girls but Arlene was just an incredible scientific mind even at sixth grade. Um, so when that happened, that really, uh, shook my sense of, um, safety and security in the world in a way that, you know, other family members may be passing away, like losing a grandparent is something that is more expected versus having a classmate, um, you know, be killed in, in, in such an unexpected and sudden and, and just tragic way. And feeling very out of control. I think that's the feeling for me. And, and I'm a real type A person for those of you who know me. <laughs> I am p- perhaps at times maybe even a little rigid. <laughs> I can freely admit. Um, but I'm, I'm a really, yeah, I'm a person who I like rules. I like knowing what to expect. And, and maybe that's one of the reasons that mindfulness has been so helpful for me because I feel like it it's helps me to embrace 
more nuance and, and just deal with more uncertainty rather than fight against it because truthfully, right, that's impossible and it's a fight that I'm never going to win. Um, so going back to this, um, the loss of Arlene, I remember saying to my mom um, in the car, like this one memory really, really stands out to me. My mom took me to um, the wake and I just said to my mom on the way home, like, you know, I prayed for her every night and, you know, and she still, she still died. And that just like, it just made no sense. And so I really, yeah, I really grappled with like, how am I going to intellectually understand this? And so I really retreated like, I felt like, you know, my stomach is a little like just upset constantly. That's how I am when I have, you know, stress. I always get an upset stomach. And then I'm a big crier too. So hang in there with me. Um, But what I did realize was I had to do something to get out of my own thinking. Like I was really stuck in that kind of swirl. In yoga, we call it the chitta vritti, like the mind swirl, which is such a great way of thinking about it and such a great visual. I was like in that mind swirl of being sad, of having all these big emotions and of feeling unsafe. So I felt like you know, I can't go to school. I felt, I, who knows how long I was actually out of school for. It feels like it might've been a couple of weeks, but maybe it was only a week or so. Um, and I was just in my bed, had my favorite blanket, you know, like the blanket that you like to like hold right up to your face. That's so soft. I had that. And what I really remember is that I had this book. So I had an escape in this book, which was called, I remember it still, Five in a Tent about these girls that go away to summer camp and they have this, you know, wonderful, fun summer experience. And it's all like sunshine and camp activities and s'mores and all these kinds of things. So I literally kept reading this book, perhaps somewhat compulsively at the time, but it was a way for me to refocus my attention, right? For me to move my attention from all the things that were scary and I couldn't understand and move it to a place that felt way more secure and a place that felt like I, you know, I know the outcome. And that's what I did. So I literally was in bed, reread, read this book over and over again, and then where it fell short was that as soon as I put that book down, all of the thoughts were literally right there, you know, on my shoulder waiting for me. So it was a very temporary type of type of fix, if you will. And I had to keep reading. Otherwise, everything was going to be was going to be right there. So that was a real example of here, you know, my, my thinking really felt like it was trapping me and I I just didn't have the tools. I had that distraction tool, but it only got me so far, right? That distraction tool only got me so far. And as a kid, you know, that was probably a pretty healthy way to cope with it. And, you know, if I think about, you know, now being an adult, we've probably all heard, you know, there, there are lots of things that can distract us from, 
things, bigger things that, you know, we might need to deal with. So whether that's, you know, social media, online shopping, other less healthy activities, you know, where, where I'm going with that. Um, so for me, I was really left with, um, yeah, feeling like there was that gap there. This isn't working for me. The tool that I have is only partially getting me there. So this is why I feel like mindfulness is is really, really powerful. Looking back on it now as an adult, I can think about what are the other ways that might have helped me in that moment. And at that time, too, it wasn't as common. I mean, to speak with, you know, a counselor, or a therapist or something like that would have probably been something that that could have helped me at that time, um, or even just talking about it more to, you know, my parents or my teachers. But I, I don't even think I really felt comfortable with that, like just being with those kind of really big and, and more scary types of emotions. And I don't think that I necessarily knew how to articulate it. So that's one thing, obviously, is talking to somebody, whether it's a professional, friend, somebody that you trust. But I think the other aspect of it where really applying mindfulness to that situation is being able to step away from that thinking would help me get out of that feeling of being trapped. So just being able to non-judgmentally observe, like, okay, I'm really sad right now. I'm feeling unsafe or I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling upset just to notice that. Notice, okay, my stomach doesn't feel good. I don't feel um yeah, I don't I don't feel like myself. Just even having that power of neutrally observing that gives me a little space and distance rather than being stuck right in the middle of it. Right? If you know what I'm saying. So even that right there I think is helpful. Because I can realize that I'm separate, right? I'm having these thoughts. I'm having these feelings. I'm having these emotions. And I can notice that I'm having them. And then I can also have that space to ask myself the question, you know, what do I need to do to to help myself here? And maybe part of that also is just to tolerate that discomfort, like, yes, you're going through a really tough time right now. Again, as an adult, I have this (laughs) benefit of this hindsight, but just noticing you're going through a tough time right now and things are going to change, right? It's not going to always be like this. And it's okay to feel really sad. It's okay to let those emotions out in some way. It's okay to cry if you need to. It's okay to talk to somebody about it, and I think that's really, really helpful. So stepping away and then being compassionate and non-judgmental, noticing how we're feeling is really helpful. It also speaks to being in the present moment too, um, because all those worries and concerns I had, those were all really based in right, the future. Like what what if I'm not safe or what if something else happens and, and all those big what ifs that are not things that, you know, anyone can really solve or make okay for us. Like that's just life, right? The reality is that life is uncertain and we never know what's going to happen. So there's, it's up to us to do what we can to manage that 
um, you know, within ourselves, I think, day to day. And that's really what's helped me by learning more about mindfulness because right here in the present moment, even when I was in the present moment, you know, it's like, okay, I'm in my bed. I'm reading my book right now. Everything is okay. I'm sad, but you know, I have my family here. I have support. Everything is okay. And so that's also something that I try to remember even today when I feel stressed about things, worried about things, typically it's about something right that hasn't happened yet something that may or may not happen and in a lot of cases doesn't happen but what it's doing is taking me out of the present moment so if I can remember to come back what's going on right now ground myself in my body have my breath that can at least help me to ask myself the question okay what do I need to do right now is there other support that I need is there something that I can or should do Or do I just need to say, okay, I'm concerned about this and take a couple of breaths, try to get present, and then maybe it's just acceptance. Like, okay, I'm a little concerned and that's how it is right now. Okay, so that's just a small little tidbit um, for me about, yeah, looking back on how this mindfulness journey um, has grown, I guess. And I love especially talking about mindfulness with people for whom this is a new idea because it was a really new idea for me, I would say, probably my late 20s when I was in my first yoga teacher training that I started hearing about this. And being the observer of your thoughts, I literally had absolutely no idea what that meant. It completely went over my head and it took me a while to get that. So I don't think that this, and it's so amazing now because now younger kids are much more aware of these kinds of things than certainly I ever was. And I just think about how helpful that would have been to have some of these tools and to have some of these perspectives and ideas a little bit earlier on. But nonetheless, it's great to have them now. And so that's why I'm really passionate about sharing them because I feel like it's helped me immensely just to deal with the day-to-day small things, definitely the big things as well. And it helps me have a little bit more perspective and some more ease during the day rather than constantly jammed up in my type A personality. So thank you for listening today. I I really appreciate it. And um, I'm sure I'll do this again and maybe share another little perspective or uh, a story. There there are definitely a few of them because, as I said, it took me a while to get this. (laughs) So there are quite a few of them along the way. Um, I'm going to take a couple of weeks as a break here. And... I will be back with the podcast in a few weeks with some other fantastic interviews. And I really am appreciative of you listening. And if you have any thoughts about what I shared today or any of the previous guests, I'd love to hear them. So please reach out and you can find me. My email is jenniferdailygress at gmail.com. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening. 
If you'd like to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram at Jennifer Daily Gress or email me Jennifer Daily Gress at gmail.com.